No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David, in one of his final acts, charges the leaders of Israel and his son Solomon to build the temple for the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. You know, a person's last words are very important because the last words they speak before they exit this life usually reveal what is in their heart. Certainly this was the case with David as he came to some of the last words that he would speak. What do you suppose David was talking about? What was on his heart? Well, we will see today. We continue in 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Now David assembled at Jerusalem all the leaders of Israel, the officers of the tribes and the captains of the divisions who served the king, the captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, and the stewards over all the substance and possessions of the king and of his sons, with the officials, the valiant men, and all the mighty men of valor. David assembled all of the folks that were in charge of anything there in Jerusalem as he would share his heart about what was going to happen next. This was a great moment. He wanted all of his people there, and he wanted to be able to just open his heart to them and prepare them for what was going to happen next. Then King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made preparations to build it. Now we see here David's greatness as a leader in that he opened his heart, he shared from his heart with his people and you know, it's much easier to follow a leader who does that, who just speaks openly from his heart. That's what David did. No doubt why so many of his people were so loyal to him. But he said, this was what was in my heart. I, I wanted to build a house of rest for the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Um, he also said it was a footstool for our God. I think that's interesting. David understood that he could not build with human hands a place that would contain the omnipresent God of the universe. But it would be a footstool for God. But God said to me, you are not the one to build a house for my name because you have been a man of war and have shed blood. Now from this, we see that God is not Mars. He's not the God of war, as the Romans would say. No, God is a God of peace. In fact, his son is the Prince of Peace. So God said, David, you're not the one to build the house for me. A man of peace will do it. Solomon, whose name means peace, he will be the one to build this house. However, the Lord God of Israel chose me above all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen Judah to be the ruler and of the house of Judah, the house of my father and among the sons of my father, he was pleased with me to make me king. I think David probably never really got over that. The fact that 
of all of his brothers, and he had seven brothers, that God chose him to be the anointed king of Israel. And, you know, he knew that there was really nothing in him that made him worthy. It was just a work of God's grace. And he was pleased with me to make me king. You know, that is true for every one of us whom God has chosen. You know, Jesus said in John 15, 16, when he was talking to his disciples in the upper room, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you only know him because he chose you. You didn't choose him, he chose you. Now, he chose us not because we deserve it, but because he just loves us. He is pleased to make us his own. Verse 5, And of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. Now he said to me, It is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. So David wanted everybody to know that Solomon was God's choice to succeed him as king and also to build the temple for the Lord. Moreover, I will establish his kingdom forever if he is steadfast to observe my commandments and my judgments as it is this day. This was a great promise. God was willing to establish Solomon's kingdom forever. However, it was a conditional promise. He said, if he is steadfast to observe my commandments. Now, unfortunately, Solomon would not be steadfast to observe his commandments. Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance for your children after you forever. David called everybody to seek out the commandments of the Lord. Be careful to do so so that they could continue to possess that good land of milk and honey. And you know, that is just good counsel, that we would seek out the commandments of the Lord. Why? Because righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. I look at our nation today and I wonder, what kind of a nation are we leaving? What kind of a world are we leaving to our children and our grandchildren? How are we taking care of this world that God has given to us to be stewards over? What kind of morality are we going to leave to the next generation? I, I look at what our nation is doing in the way of just heaping greater and greater debt on our children and grandchildren. I looked uh, online today and the national debt is up to $22.6 trillion. And you want to see something scary uh, just watch that debt accumulate. So what kind of inheritance are we leaving behind? And there's no greater inheritance than righteousness, obeying the commandments of the Lord, that it will be good for our children and our grandchildren after us. Verse 9, 
As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. I guess one of the reasons I just love this is because you have here a father giving the charge to his son, knowing that Solomon is going to take his place after he goes. And I can relate to this because I have a son who's in ministry, works by my side. He's our youth pastor, an assistant pastor, and Lord willing, I could see where he would become the senior pastor of our church one day. And I can just empathize with David here, passing off to Solomon everything that he learned. You know, don't make the mistakes that I made. Here's what I've learned, you know, this is what I think is important based upon my life. This is what you do. And so first off, he says, have a loyal heart, an undivided heart for God. Don't let anything come between you and God. Don't let anything pull your heart away from the Lord. Because the Lord searches every heart. He knows the heart. He understands your intentions. In fact, God knows our hearts better than we know them ourselves. We don't always know why we do what we do, but God understands why we do what we do. And he said, now, if you seek him, he will be found by you. And that's the glorious thing. God will never turn anybody away who seeks him. Jesus said, all who come to me, I will by no means cast out. But he said, if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. So that's our part. You see, there's God's part. He chooses us, but our part is to seek him and not forsake him. And there's a warning there. So he said, consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build the house. So be strong and do it. Again, God can choose us. He can give us all the materials, but then we still have to be strong and do what he's told us to do. That's our part. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its inner chambers, and the place of the mercy seat, and the plans for all that he had by the Spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord, of all the chambers all around, of the treasuries of the house of God, and of the treasuries for the dedicated things, also for the division of priests and Levites, for all the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and for all the articles of service in the house of the Lord. David had thought through every detail because God had given him the plans which he gave to Solomon. Then in verses 14 through 18, we are told that David gave the gold and silver for all the articles of service used in the temple, the lampstands, lamps, tables of showbread, altar of incense, the gold cherubim that spread their wings and overshadowed the Ark of the Covenant, forks, basins, pitchers, and bowls. Solomon would have everything he needed because David had set it all aside for him. All this, said David, The Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. Now, as God gave Moses the plans for the tabernacle, so he gave David the plans for the temple. And we assume that God also showed David how to organize the divisions of priests and the 
duties of the Levites and the musicians because God's good hand was upon him. And David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Here are the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of the house of God. And every willing craftsman will be with you for all manner of workmanship, for every kind of service also the leaders and all the people will be completely at your command. This is reminiscent of Moses charging Joshua before Moses left this earth. He said, be strong and of good courage. And the same thing here, David told Solomon, be strong and of good courage. For the Lord will be with you and he won't leave you or forsake you until you have finished this work for the house of the Lord. That's the comfort we have when we know we are doing what God's told us to do. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He will help us to get it done and will continue to help us until it is done. And even in the laborers, the craftsmen, David had laid up everything for Solomon. He had done all of the preliminary work, arranging it all so that Solomon could build this. And then even after it was built, would have everything he needed to continue the worship of the Lord. And here we see just the heart David had, his love for God, his love for his son, his love for Israel, wanting this to be the final thing that he did to glorify God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David gives a great offering for the temple and asks others to do the same. This becomes a time of great celebration. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.